broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Oceanside Ice Arena in the parking lot. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. A little bit rushed, a little bit changed tonight for the first show in uh, in January because I just drove in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and just arrived in the parking lot about two minutes ago. And uh, my co-host, comfortable out there in that beautiful basement of Long Island, New York. Um, uh, we got a great guest on tonight, folks. We're bringing on the head coach from the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. Eric Largen is going to join us uh, in just a little bit. And we'll be talking the little Nanooks hockey with us. As soon as I get my co-host on here, we're running just a, a tad behind time. But we'll uh, we'll get it all hooked up. So, uh the Nanooks coming off a big tie, if you can call it a big tie, but what a game, what a comeback against uh, Denver, who has not lost at Magnus Arena. And uh, they were back in the building again. And um, Coach will tell us, I'm sure when we get him on, a little bit about uh, what their travel schedule is like and what it's been like. It's been uh, pretty crazy. Um, I had a chance to, uh, to visit with the associate head coach, uh, Chris Brown, uh, when I was in Denver last week. So that was a lot of fun. And we'll be talking uh, with uh, with Coach here in just a few minutes. I think I've got my co-host on with me right now, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, I'm in the parking lot at Oceanside Ice Arena. How are you doing? Uh, I am not in the parking lot of Oceanside. Uh, I thought this thing only went like at 10-minute increments. <laughs> we we were able to start it a little early, so it might be some dead air at the at the early part of it. But we we're able to get it on early because uh, I got a game to watch tonight, and coach has got to unpack his bags and all that good stuff. He just arrived up in uh, in Maine, I think. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But uh, how are things on the island? Um, uh, they're okay. I back to work tomorrow. I'm, uh, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. Problem yeah. is, I'm not. I know. <laughs> the, the the it's 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 the break is good, and I'm not complaining about it. Just that right about now, I start to get to where the battery is starting to recharge. The problem is, it takes about a week. So you'd like to get it fully recharged? Is what you're saying? Yeah, like you know. <laughs> Maybe go back on the tenth would be nice, but uh, that's not yeah. happening. So, um, so let me ask you this: Did you see that Denver and Alaska game last night? I did. Wow, what a comeback from the uh, Nanooks, huh? You know, I, I I have to sit here and 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 you know, I know I was sending you text messages. Um, you know, as the chauffeur was driving, and um. You know they were they were playing pretty darn even with with Denver and and things were going you know about as well as you could expect and um then uh, just you know the Denver just puts a couple in all right so they went up again they went up three to two and you're like all right well they were up one nothing and two to one and one of those seesaw kind seesaw kind of games and then. Uh, you know, even though Alaska got a couple of power plays, they weren't converting. Okay, um, and Denver takes a a four to two lead about midway through the, the second period, and you're like, "Uh oh, okay, here it goes." And then, like thirty seconds after Denver makes it four two. Alaska makes it four to three. And I'm like, well, now, okay, this is very interesting. Um, I didn't expect Alaska to quit. And, um, and, and still, it just, you just kind of got the feeling that, that, you know, this is where Denver was going to start to pull away. And, and they never did. And, um, it was just one of the, you know, you're like, okay, four to three, four to three. And then, you know, about midway through the third period, Alaska ties the game. And you're like, whoa. 
Because there was no, I there was no way I expected that. Uh, Alaska kills a couple of penalties in the third period, and then scores the tying goal. And then you figure it's three on three, and that definitely did not play into Alaska's hands. Then one of their players takes a tripping penalty with about two minutes left to go in the overtime. And now you're saying it's just, I mean, no, it's just not going to happen. And, um, and then it happened. Well, <laughs> it, it ended up as a 4-4 tie. 4-4 tie. And, like, there were a couple of plays, and you're like, holy smokes. Um, a couple of plays got reviewed. Yeah, including that, the Jack Devine high stick. I saw it was, that, and one. it was a high stick. It was. It, it was, was a legitimate high call, and it was good review. Um, yeah, so um, uh, Denver Denver remains undefeated at home, and and the uh, Nanooks nearly put the first L in that column for them. So, and I and uh, I told you, I said that team is pesky, and that team, you know, uh, I got to even give them more credit than than. Than before because, like I said, they went down four touchdowns, and that is no way they're coming back. To they're gonna to, this is where Denver is gonna blow them out, you know, kind of like they did the night before. Yeah, and, it, and that's typical. That's typical Denver style, who averages almost five goals a game, um, and leads the country by a long shot in in goal scored. So, yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, and okay, and, fr- and, and Friday night, um. Alaska just spent way too much time in the penalty box. Yeah, and that's a tough thing to do against the uh, the power of the pioneers, if you will. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's go right to the head coach, who I believe is in Orno, Maine. Uh, is that right, Orno, Maine? I believe that's somewhere. how you say it. Yeah, yeah somewhere up there. We'll go to the coach okay. in, in just a minute. Uh, we'll have uh, a couple of words from our partners and uh, jump right in with the coach from Alaska Fairbanks. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed it is the first show of 2022, College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you uh, from a very pretty sunset outside of Oceanside Ice Arena where it's 58 degrees and 
I'm very, very comfortable as I get ready to uh, broadcast from the Summer Skate Studio, which is inside my Kia Sportage right now. Um, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from 10 feet below sea level out on Long Island, New York, in that basement. And, uh, Paul, it's our pleasure to bring on the head coach from Alaska Fairbanks, Nanooks. Eric Largent is with me. And, uh, Eric, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. We just got into uh, we just got into Maine here and just uh, just pulled into the rink and guys are unloading their gear. So it uh, seems like we're falling the snow wherever we go from Fairbanks to Seattle to Denver and now into now into Maine. So we got it. We got it wherever we go. It's, I guess uh, you know it's hockey weather. So you guys got a little bit of different there. Uh, down in the southwest but uh, coach, coach let me that. let me tell you this though i was in denver this uh for the past couple of weeks and uh, i drove denver to albuquerque and it was white knuckle time it was supposed to be a six and a half hour drive i drove through snow and uh it took me about eight and a half hours and then I, uh, today i had another six and a half hours from albuquerque to uh to scottsdale which wasn't bad but yeah, you'll love it when you get down here in what a month or so. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be in the seventies well, then, Coach. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a little change of pace for well, sure. I'm, I'm just looking to see. You guys don't come to Long Island until the middle of February. Don't bring it with you then, because <laughs> I, 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 I'm good now. I don't, don't need you to bring it here. Hey, we'll try not to. Trust me, we'd rather we'd rather have a little bit of warmer weather. Uh, a couple of these road trips we're out on. Well, listen. If you have, if you don't have warmer weather, like is in the first weekend of February, then you got bigger problems anyway. So yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. So, coach, let's jump right into this travel thing before we start talking about your hockey team, which I saw last night uh, via the replay. Uh, but um, I, I talked to uh, Coach Brown. Uh, when you were trying to make your way to Denver, yeah. I, I chuckle at it. I'm sure it wasn't funny for you, but um, man, oh man, the courage you guys have uh, working out. Uh, coach Brown was the only coach, I think, on uh, what Wednesday when I visited with him. And uh, w- tell us what it's been like. Tell our listeners what it's been like uh, for you guys over this uh, the start of this new year. Yeah, so it's uh, you know right after you know we right after our RPI series, guys were able to get uh, get home and get some some holiday break. You know, some of the Europeans probably had a dozen guys that stayed in Fairbanks, and you know, just with all the the, the travel restrictions and COVID and the the flight distance, they just decided to be easier or what they thought would be easier to get back to to Denver, just coming from Fairbanks and. <laughs> Uh, so all the team the team was just going to meet in Denver. So the majority of the guys were able to get there, except for our party that you know had myself and uh, you know a dozen dozen players and uh, you know our athletic trainer and our equipment manager. They were going to leave the next day. We were leaving uh, Christmas night, and they were going to leave on uh, the evening of the twenty sixth. And so. Uh, you know, lo and behold, we land in Seattle. Seattle's just uh, just about to get a, a snowstorm coming in, and you know, the three canceled flights later, we 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 all got in <laughs> on uh, Thursday morning, uh, six a.m., and wow. uh, basically laid down for an hour or so, and then you know, we had our one team practice before going into Denver, and um, you know, and, and you know, it's interesting too. Our equipment manager and athletic trainer never even were able to make it. They just met us in, uh, in Boston actually. And then we just drove up to Maine here. So they would have never even got down to, to on the trip. We actually had, uh, our former, former equipment manager came in, um, who's living in Kansas city. Now he came in and, and did our equipment for us for the, for the weekend. And, and his son, who was our former hockey ops guy helped out and Denver, Denver was, uh, instrumental. They loaned an athletic trainer for us and, so yeah, it was uh, it was been an interesting week, interesting travel already. But you know, you know what, we're just happy to be able to be able to play the games, and guys are just excited to be able to do that. And you know, it, especially after last year and going through not playing, I think any opportunity you have to play, you, you're you're excited about it, and you're 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 grateful for it, even with uh, some interesting travel coming from Alaska. Coach, even at, at this point in the season, as we're about halfway through it, um, do you get that? We're just happy to play feeling from everybody as you guys get to the rink, whether, you know, obviously you guys, and I mean, I'm just talking about the opponents as well. Yeah, I think so. I think there's more of a, uh, you know, obviously you're going to be competitive and, you know, you want to be able to win the game, obviously. And, you know, there's, there's those juices flowing to each and every night, but 
you know, I think too, before you're playing, I think you're just much more appreciative. You, um, you respect the opportunity to be able to compete and be able to play. And, you know, you, you never think it's going to be taken away and then it is. And, um, you know, you just are, uh, you're just more thankful for, for that and for those 60 minutes. And, um, so any opportunity we have to be able to play, we're going to, we're going to find a way to be able to play, you know, playing straights and automobiles. It doesn't matter. We just want the opportunity to get on the ice. Just watch out. Nobody hits you in the head with a frying pan. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so coach, when I, when I was in Denver this week, uh, I had a chance to talk to coach Carl and we kind of do a regular thing whenever I'm there. Uh, so I had a chance to visit with him and I was asking him about the connection and then, uh, I talked to Tavis McMillan, and he was telling me, he said, yeah, I used to coach uh, Eric. He was my goaltender uh, way back when. And, and we, so I said, you know what? I got to do a feature on the connection between Alaska and Denver in particular. I thought it was really cool. And, and uh, thanks to Nate for hooking us up with, uh, with Coach Brown and, and for him taking time. I kept telling him, hey, if you got to get on the ice, don't worry. He goes, no, no, I'm fine. And we're 22 minutes later, we're done with the interview. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway – um, it's really a unique connection in hockey. And, and you were just mentioning about the way that the trainer, former trainer comes in or uh, equipment man comes in and Denver loans you a trainer and uh, hockey's different. It's different than every other sport, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, you know, any, you know, around the rink too, you know, you see a lot of Nanak jerseys and we had some alumni that, you know, came in and, um, you know, Saturday night, one, a former player and, and his kid come down to the locker room and see the guys after the game. It's just a different connection. And I, I think our program too, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it's unique with the travel. It's unique in our location. And uh, the four years you spend, you make some really tight connections, whether that's as a player or staff. And, like you mentioned before, I mean, you know, both Tavis and Dallas are alumni. They were both head coaches with the program. Um, they're very, you know, they're still very passionate. Obviously, DU's their number one team, but I, I know, you know, whenever we're not playing each other, they're cheering for for our program and um, our big supporters and have helped out a lot and, you know, have done a lot for me individually, just mentoring me as as a younger coach and um, I have a lot of respect for them and, and also for uh, coach Carl there too. And, you know, he has the Alaska connections there too with, with yeah. Anchorage and, <laughs> and everything like that as well. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty neat story. And, and like you said, like hockey's a, uh, it's, there's a lot of great people in the game and willing to help each other out. And um, Denver definitely uh, has a great staff and was willing to do a lot to help us out. Uh, Coach, as as I as I sit here and, and and look at the the schedule, and we're talking about the travel, um, in, in the next couple of years, do you is it a little bit more balanced where you guys are not spending a month at home and a month on the road, or does it just have to be that way because of where you guys are? You know what, it it, it probably will be like this. Um, you know, at least in the short term, I think. I think. Right. Uh, that's just the reality of where we're at with college hockey. And, you know, most teams want those home games and uh, that's something that's very valuable to them and which I completely understand. And for us as an independent, you know, we don't have that uh, that scheduling just built in where we know we're going to get a certain amount of home games and then you get a little bit more of that balanced home and away like you're talking about. And, uh, you know, next year we'll, it'll be a little bit better, but we're still going to have these – you know, these two week trips, these stretches on the road. And, you know, that's a part of it. I think, I think the way that we've been looking at it is it's just an experience, you know, for us to be able to go to these different, different venues, different places. I mean, our program being able to go to Cornell and Clarkson and Maine and Vermont and, uh, you know, some, some teams out West with Omaha and Denver and ASU. I mean, it's, uh, it's a great experience for our guys to see, different parts of the country, especially with the number of international guys we have, and then also play in all the different conferences and play against some, some really good hockey teams. Uh, you know, our schedule this year has been very tough and yep. uh, it's been good to be able to go and match up against uh, probably a number of teams that we're going to be seeing playing in late March and, you know, early April. Now uh, it, it, it is, and I try to watch as, as, as many of your games as I possibly can. Uh, sometimes you guys have those midnight Easter time starts. Those are a little tough for me. <laughs> uh, Not for me, coach. Not for me yeah. in Arizona. They're all yeah, good. <laughs> you know, um, but 
Uh, it looked like, at least as far as this season is concerned, uh, it was a little, it was, it was a struggle at the outset. Uh, I, I, I kind of figured that's just everybody kind of getting used to playing with each other. But mm-hmm. then it looked like when you got to Omaha, right? I know the score was five to one in that second game, but it looked like that's when you guys started to click and you had the two overtime games at Cornell. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think we've, uh, you know, it's it's strange too with just the way that the, uh, you know, with the three on three. I mean, now we've played five, five and three on three, and you know, we're you know we're all four and one in that, and um, so I, you know, I think we've uh, we're still trying to find our consistency. Like, you know, you can see the difference in Friday to Saturday night, you know, and uh, we're playing a really good hockey team, and obviously they're going to push and, and create a lot, but you know, we didn't, we didn't really uh, uh, make it tough on them on Friday and Saturday was a different game. So we're still trying to find our consistency, but you know, I, I would agree with you. I think, uh, you know, as we got more into the season and, you know, started finding some chemistry and some guys have stepped up into some bigger roles and, you know, we're starting to score more. We, we had a struggle just being able to put the puck in the net early on. And um, you know, now we're finding some, some scoring up and down the lineup, which has been helpful. And, you know, it was good to, for us to finish. You know, we played RPI at home and won three out of four there, and it yeah. was a, a good way to close out the first half of the year. And, uh, you know, it was a strange, strange start to the first half, but I was really proud of the guys, just um, the effort. I mean, Denver's as talented of an offensive team as, uh, you know, as I think there is in the country. So uh, it, it was good for us to be able to bounce back and respond on Saturday. And, and I heard you guys talking early on. I mean, you're right when that game goes to 4-2, right? It, it can go one or two ways. It can get to another 7-2 game or the guys could fight and claw back, and they did. And I, I give them a lot of credit for the – because uh, it would have been easy just to roll over and, you know, get ready for next week, but they didn't and found a way to get back into that game and earned a really uh, a really quality tie against a, a team that I have no doubt is going to be, you know, fighting for a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. And, and, I, and I've been telling Scott all along, and, and I've used this – this word and, and, and you can uh, take it to, to in the context of which it was is meant as I said, you guys have been pesky all season long. And I don't mean that in any negative way whatsoever. Uh, I've just, I just tell Scott, if, if guys don't come to play, they're going to get, you guys are going to beat them. And, 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 or, you know, you're going to really throw a scare in them. And, and I have to tip my cap, uh, especially last night, Guys could have folded, and, and they didn't. And even with the four-on-three in the overtime when you guys got the penalty called against you, um, I'm like, you didn't you didn't see any any heads going down. You didn't see any uh, – you guys even had a, a chance or two shorthanded, I think, in that overtime <laughs> last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a it was a, an interesting one because at the end of that over or at the end of the power play, uh, Marcus Colmos comes out of the box. who took that tripping penalty to to save the goal, and uh, he comes out of the box and gets a breakaway there with like five seconds left. So it was a kind of a, a wacky way to end the game. But uh, no, I I would you know it's calling us scrappy. I, I like that. Like I think that's how we have to play. Like you know, it's not always going to be the prettiest of hockey games for us. It has to be a little muddy. It has to be a little grimy. We kind of have, we, we need to embrace that. Uh, and we, and, and that's to me, one of the, one of the biggest compliments you can play pay to our team is just for us to be that team. That's hard to play against. And no matter if we're playing Duluth or Denver, or, you know, Cornell, or, you know, as we get in the second half here, these, these, these other teams, I think as long as we play, our brand of hockey, that scrappy brand, that competitive brand, our, our Nanook, uh, our Nanook brand of hockey. I think we can beat anybody, and you know, give teams, uh, give teams a, a hell of a time, and and not make the game easy on them. That's for sure. And and, and I just like that on Saturday. I thought it was a, a much tougher game for for uh, Denver's uh, talented group there. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm watching him <laughs> come out of the penalty box. And I'm now I'm holding my breath because I'm like, oh my lord, is he gonna score? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. This is not a knock against Denver, but you know, it's just a natural instinct to root for the underdog. And I'm like, holy smokes! He almost did. If he'd have had another second or two, I think to corral the puck, he might have put one in. I know that would have been a great. Hey, we would have taken that. We would have taken that. <laughs> sure. But you know what? It was good. It, it was good for the guys to be able to kill that one off and. 
you know, even just getting the official tie there and having that go on the records, it, it's, it's a good, uh, you know, it's a good cap to the weekend and just makes it, uh, uh, it makes a triple feel a little bit shorter coming to Maine and right. it makes it, <laughs> you know, it just gives us something to build on, right. Going into the, to the last of this, um, um, road trip. And, uh, I think it was an important, it was important too, just to make sure that, you know, we know, we know we have to play with that, uh, you know, that tenacity and that resolve and no quit. And, you know, I was really proud of the guys for that. Okay, coach, this is going to be a little wordy, so hang with me on this one. Yeah. But uh, first is a comment. I, I watch your team, and I look at it a lot like I look at Colorado College. You're in every game. You're close. Um, it's almost like you're just about like, you know, my fingers are pinched together right now that close to just starting to destroy teams. Uh, because I think when you do, you're going to break out and score in bunches. Um, and I think the RPI series kind of, you know, got you guys on a roll. So that's my comment. Um, when I talked to uh, Coach Brown, he said, you know, uh, I think we play five on five as good as anybody in the country. It's our it's our specialty teams that are struggling. And, and he just came out and told me straight up, he said, we're just not up to par uh, on power plays and penalty kill. And he said, when we do that, um, we can scare any team in the country, if not beat any team in the country. And uh, I'm guessing you agree with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we're in the bottom, you know, we're, you know, especially teams are such a big part of the game. And uh, especially now with the number of calls that, that are made and uh, you know, we're in the bottom, you know, the bottom 20 in, in both of those stats. And, you know, for us, we need to do a better job in those areas of the game and, especially early on, you know, we were losing special teams quite frequently or not being able to capitalize on the power play when we needed to. And, you know, we're giving up a, you know, a couple shorthanded goals and, you know, kills our momentum. But, um, you know, I thought this weekend was, was better. I thought we took steps there. Five on five wasn't as good, which is a little disappointing. So we'll get that back on track going into Maine. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like our group. I, I, I very much appreciate the work that they put in all the time, um, the commitment that they have to, uh, you know, getting better every single day. And, you know, I, I just hope for the guys in the group that, uh, you know, they continue to find more success here in the second half of the year. And, uh, you know, I know that we'll continue to play hard. We'll continue to play the right way. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, some of those, uh, some of those things will uh, pan themselves out and we'll be able to get, uh, get rewarded with some more goals. Coach, not, not that any, that anybody is looking for an excuse, but when you have the travel craziness that you guys had this week, and then you have to play at one of the Colorado schools on top of it, does that kind of add to the to the monsters you're fighting against in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I, you know, I also just, again, you know, when you, <laughs> I talk to the guys about this too, you know, after the game on Friday, I mean, you know, no one's, uh, no one's going to feel sorry for us or feel bad that we had the travel week that we have. They're going to look at the box score and they're going to see a seven, two and the shots where they were and the scoring chances where they were. And, you know, I just didn't think our effort was great. You know, like you got to find a way mentally and to, to be able to fight through the tired legs. And I just didn't think that we had that on Friday. So it was good to see the resolve on Saturday and to be able to come back. And uh, like you, like we talked about already, just four, two with the game goes, one or two ways at that point and, you know, give all the credit to the guys for, for stepping up, for rallying together as a team, uh, for not letting, uh, for not letting what happened Friday happen Saturday. And, you know, they got rewarded with, uh, with a good tie. So hopefully that builds some momentum and, and builds some confidence going into, uh, going into Maine here. Now you're there on a, now it's a Sunday night and, and, and you guys will get on somewhat of a normal schedule now for the next four or five days. Um, being there so early, does that almost give you a chance to not make it feel like it's a road trip? Yeah, I actually prefer this. Like I prefer the second week or the even, you know, this one because we're making up a, a COVID makeup. We're going to Minnesota after that. Right. So that third week, I, I like that, you know, because you do have that, you know, it, it, it does feel normal. You know, we're we're uh, you know, we're we're getting good meals. We're, we're sleeping well, kind of monitor their schedules a little bit closer and um, you know, I, I think it, I think it's a benefit for us getting acclimated and, you know, I think spending some more time, like you alluded to with just the altitude in Denver, or, you know, the, the different arenas that we go to, or, you know, the different, uh, you know, just different stops along the way. It's nice to have some practices in the building and, 
uh, get used to the rink and, you know, be able to get on a routine and, uh, same with the, the time change as well. So that's always a different thing too. So, uh, it's nice to be able to get here as early as we do. And, um, you know, so there's, uh, uh, we're as prepared as we possibly can be for the weekend on Fridays and Saturdays. Is school out still? School is out still. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Then they'll Paul, come back. Paul's wishing that is in the same way in New York city right now too. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach, I, I want to get back to hockey for just a second and, and talk about your goaltenders. Cause I saw Friday night's game from Magnus and then I saw the replay last night uh, and I thought both your goaltenders were outstanding. I thought they're positionally very solid. Uh, they make a lot of saves that maybe maybe they shouldn't, uh, mm. but they still do. Uh, talk about your goaltenders and, and just uh, uh, how athletic they are, I guess, is the, the word that came to mind for me. Yeah, well, you know, I guess lead it – like our, our captain, Gustav Skrigals, like he's – I think he's as good as a, as any goalie in the country, and I'd put him up against anybody. I mean, we, we don't always uh, – don't always set him up for the most success. Some of the shot quality that he receives um, might be different than some other guys that have better statistics, uh, but he just, he does a fantastic job. I mean, he's very athletic. He can, he can make saves that other guys can't. Um, he's very strong positionally, strong in his movements. He's a good puck handler as well. Like I, I can't say enough good things about him. I can't say enough good things about his preparation and, and then, you know, the, the guy that's kind of the, the one in waiting, Daniel Allen, is, has done a really good job of learning from, from Gus and um, continuing to grow his game, continuing to grow his habits. You know, I think he's still a little bit immature in his game. Like, give him, uh, give him the rest of this year heading into next year, and I think you'll see big things for him. So um, we really like our goaltending and we like our guys for the future. And uh, I, I think for us, it's, it's our strength of the team and – we try to make sure that uh, we formulate game plans to make sure we we uh, we can take advantage of that of that strength. Okay, your your uh, your SID Nate and uh, Coach Brown were both pushing the, the crush on me to to come on up there and watch you guys play up there. <laughs> I mean, they're talking to me about dog marching, uh, mushing, and uh, taking me out with uh, where the wildlife are and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm seriously considering if I can find a sponsor, and I'm working on that this week to see if I can't come up when Arizona comes up because as unique as uh, Denver and and Alaska what? connection Who? was what the. <laughs> Arizona State, my so, my bad, Paul. Are Arizona you kidding? State. <laughs> when Arizona State comes up to play you, um, uh, I, I thought that would be a really fun trip because I think about as warm as it gets in NCAA hockey to probably as cold as it gets in NCAA hockey. That that's just got to be a blast, right? Oh yeah, you know it, it was. It's great too. Like even you know RPI came up there and you know we played them in a four game set, which is very. Uh, probably very unique for college hockey. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe happened Not often. In the, last, Not in the last 10 to 15 years. So outside of maybe play, a playoff series or something, but, um, but yeah, they, they were able to get, and, and coach Smith did a great job with getting them to do some different Alaska things. So they went out dog mushing. They uh, went and saw, so the bus that's in the, the end of the wild movie, if you've ever seen that in the book, uh, yeah. that same bus is actually on our campus. It's in our engineering, uh, our engineering building right now. And so they were able to go and get a tour of the engineering building. That's brand new and do the, do the bus tour as well. Get to see that. They went out, saw the Northern lights, uh, went to Santa Claus house, went to China hot springs. So they got, they did a lot of different, uh, unique Alaskan things. We could even, we could even drop you straight into the wild. If you wanted to do that, we'd be happy to. So Listen, make, if sure, he, if he, make sure if you he, can find your way back though. We don't want to, you know, we don't want any angry, uh, angry people down here and any angry mobs. So we'll make sure you get back nice and safe, but uh, it, we'd love to host you if you're able to come up. If he calls them that other school again, he might not want to go back. <laughs> Uh, and coach, by the way, I'm sure you know this. Uh, the University of Arizona is getting a brand new facility, uh, three thousand seat facility that's coming up there, going to be ready in uh, 2023. So uh, maybe you're going to get another Arizona school uh, to uh, to play against sometime. We would love that. Any any expansion in the West, we are all about it. So we're we're hoping for it. I just saw too that UAA is going to be playing uh, UNLV. I saw that announcement. So. That's neat. Hopefully, uh, continues to grow out in, out in the West, and 
you know, the more teams in college hockey, the better. Okay, Coach Powers told me this uh, when I had a chance to visit with him a couple of weeks ago. He, I asked him, I said, do you think this is as deep as you've ever seen uh, college hockey? And he goes, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, he said, every team is just so deep and so good. And a lot of that's got to do with COVID and the extra year and all that. But uh, do you agree with that statement? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I look at look at Denver's lineup. I mean, you know, they're missing their <laughs> their top scorer with Savoy. And, and <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, uh, Wright just jumps up there, you know, gets three. I mean, it's just they're uh, – the depth of that team that we just played is incredible. And that, and that goes across college hockey, you know, no matter, no matter who it is. And, um, you know, we've, you know, you see a lot more fifth year guys, you've, uh, you just see some older, heavier players mixed in with some young superstars. And, um, yeah, it's a great product right now. And, you know, you have a lot of guys that, uh, people will be watching on TV for a long time. All right, final one for me, and then I'll let Paul wrap things up with you. But um, uh, I'm going to watch Cornell and ASU. I watched that again last night, too. Uh, parts of it, I should say. I didn't get a chance to see it all. But you played Cornell. Um, what's the scouting report for tonight? What are they going to bring to ASU for a second night after a first-night loss? Yeah, I mean, I imagine they're going to tighten things up defensively. They're a very tough team to generate offense on. Uh, they're, they're a hard team to play against. They're good in uh, – you know, they're good on their special team. So, you know, I think it's going to be a tight contest. And But, you know, ASU's got, got some great firepower and speak to another really, really strong team. So it should be another good game, I would imagine, and two well-coached teams and, you know, see who's, uh, see who's got the extra, the extra stick, the extra bounce tonight. Paul, you got one last one for Coach? Yeah, um... As, as, as it sits here now, um, do you feel that you guys are just in that rhythm now and you guys are ready to go where, um, you know, everybody kind of has their role and everybody kind of has, you know, whatever goes on, on or off the ice and everybody's comfortable with each other now? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think the team, you know, on these trips have been great just to be able to have that, you know, that bonding and that team chemistry. And, you know, I think we're, you know, we always have to be a team that does it by committee. That's always going to be, um, you know, our group and the way that we need to play and the way that we need to score, you know, whether it's, you know, Connor Millamock stepping up and, and scoring two goals last night or, you know, Brady Risk has been doing a fantastic job or, you know, our top line and, um so, yeah, it's guys are starting to, you know, feel it out a little bit more. Guys are starting to get some games of college hockey under their belt. And, you know, we're maybe a, we're older in age, but very inexperienced still. And so, right. you know, as we get into the second half of the year and guys are getting more games and know just how hard you have to play every night, how hard you have to work to score goals. Um, you know, I, I do think that there'll be more of a rhythm and, you know, we need to continue to work on finding that consistency. So, you know, we don't have what happened this weekend where, you know, you're not playing that full 120 minutes on a weekend. And uh, but I think as we go forward here, I think we're going to find find more and more consistency with, um, you know, just within our team. Coach, we appreciate your time, especially on your crazy travel schedule. Uh, safe travels the rest of the way. We'll see you when you get down here to ASU. I'll be here for that series. And, you know, I'm going to keep working because I'd really like to come up and see uh, Alaska hockey and, uh, and Fairbanks uh, for sure. So take care out there. Um, continue to play the, the good, impressive hockey. And uh, I know the W is going to start rolling in. No, we really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, spotlight, spotlighting our team. And, no uh, problem. Yeah, happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year to you, Coach. Yeah, and, same to you. Uh, hopefully uh, when you guys are here in February, uh, even though you guys play at some crazy times uh, at LIU, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll get to at least one of those games. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock is a little weird to me, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Paul will be knocking out of school early that day. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, Coach, uh, I just want to bounce this off you. I, I told yeah. Paul this on the way up. I said, hey, if we if we wanted to add uh, your program and, and the Anchorage program to our coverage area next year, I'm guessing you're not going to be opposed to that, right? 
No, of course not. We'd, <laughs> we'd love it. So yeah, just, yeah, just change it. Just get, you could just even take that S out and all of a sudden it's just West. So we'll do that. Too. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. I'm thinking that same thing. College hockey West live. Sounds yeah, like good it. coach. All right. Take care. Uh, get everybody healthy and ready to go for the weekend. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks, coach. Bye-bye. That's Coach Eric Largen with the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. And uh, Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. I like that. West Coast Live? (laughs) Whatever it takes, we'll do it. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from uh, beautiful um, Oceanside Ice Arena. i got to figure out where I'm at. I've been in Denver, Albuquerque. I've driven through snow. I've driven through sleet. Ice, you name it. Uh, Back here where it's a nice 58 degrees right now, I'm about to go into to the uh, coldest ice rink in North America, Oceanside Ice Arena. Uh, Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, joining me from his, uh, what, 10-foot under sea level that we came up with in your basement? I don't know. It's close (laughs) enough. Uh, Anyway, you you know how it goes. Every time we have a guest on, I hear something, you hear something. Tell everybody what you heard from Coach Largent. Well, right now, I'm just trying to figure out which is. It looks like Maine is further east than Long Island, so um, he's going to be hitting all the far points. He's he's playing at the furthest east. He's playing at the furthest west where he <laughs> plays. Uh, the furthest south in ASU, so he's he's getting them all. So, yeah, that's a fact. And you know what? Uh, and it's across the board, Paul. Uh, Coach Brown was the same way on Wednesday when I visited with him. Uh, was like, you know what? We're not complaining about the travel. We 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 try to put some fun into it. Uh, they're going to be in Maine for a week. Uh, they've been in Denver for most of a week. Um, you know, so they're they're making the very most of it. They know what's ahead of them. They've got tough games every weekend. Maine's not going to be a pushover. Certainly, no, well, Minnesota's not going to be a pushover. Well, well, we were not. Oh, is that what you call them? Because that's not what I call them. But what do you call um, them? <laughs> well, it's a family show, right? Um, 
Yeah, no, listen. Um, you know, the, the the coaches they have up there uh, between Coach Largen and, you know, he, he, they haven't played yet. Obviously, Coach Shazby up in, 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 in Anchorage. Um, you could just hear the enthusiasm. Uh, it's hard not to uh, pass that when, you know, it's hard for your players not to notice that because when you get excited, they get excited. Um, it is a learning experience. Remember, like you said, a lot of these guys didn't play last year and they're like any other competitor. Bring it on, baby. Let's go. Okay. So, uh, I'm about to watch ASU and Cornell. Uh, we didn't right. have a chance to talk about that yet. Before we jump into that, though, and we'll wrap up the show on that end of it, um, uh, the Falcons uh, from Air Force tried to make a comeback today. Uh, a valiant one, but but came up short 4-3 again at AIC. So that's a sweep for AIC. You can't, um, they, they can't fall behind 3 nothing like that. No, no, they sure can't. Because, I mean, uh, they just don't score enough either to or have the firepower to do that. And, you know, they struggled last night uh in in that in the game that they lost last night to AIC um it was not uh I'm sure first of all it's 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 hard when you play for a month but um a lot of specialty teams uh in that game last night and that does not usually favor air force uh they scored two power play goals but gave up three they just, you know, they just can't afford to be in the penalty box that much, you know? Yeah, you um, know, and, and this is no excuse either, but we've talked about it. If there was one team uh, in NCAA hockey this year that did not get a benefit of COVID, uh, and by that I mean did not get fifth-year players and right. things like that, it's the Air Force Academy. They have right. to play with what they got. Right. And uh, typically they're not fast starters anyway. Typically you see them at the peak of their game when it's tournament time. And I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that they can't win the Atlantic when it comes to tournament time. They're always but, um, Always. But, but the thing of it is th they're a different roster than every other roster you see. And yeah. a lot of that's got to do with the academy. I mean, the, the guys will tell you every time I go there and do an interview, Paul, they tell me the same thing, you know, um, we got to be in and out of here in four years. We don't have a choice. <laughs> right. No, no, I get that. I mean, that's, you know, it is one of the, the things that, that we know that is an issue. Not, I hate to use the word issue, but it's just one of those things that we know. It's just the pluses and minuses of, of, of playing there. And, you know, um, you know, like I said, you the they're one of the, the tournament time. That's that's when they try to put it all together. So. Okay, so so two things we got to get to uh, besides the uh, quick recap of Arizona State. And we'll do that again on Tuesday night after they're playing tonight. But uh, what did you see from Arizona State last night, Paul, in their uh, their victory, their five two victory over Cornell, including two uh, empty netters? Uh, I, I I saw a team that started off slow and was not very physical in the first period. And I don't mean physical as in trying to rough people up, but uh, they were not, uh, I hate to, you know, they, it just, they just were, were not mixing it up. I don't advocate going out of the way to hit people, but they were not forcing the action. Uh, Cornell's big physical team, and you have to take advantage of that because uh, they're not the most fleet of foot. They're a really good team. Don't misunderstand me. But you have to use what your strengths are. They didn't really do that in the first period. Uh, they did. They were much better in the second and third period, even though uh, Cornell cut the game to 3-2 to two late before ASU got the empty net goals. Uh, but ASU was a much better team in the second and third period. And hopefully that carries over to tonight. Um, return to Johnny Walker certainly did not hurt their efforts last night. Uh, I thought he kind of threw the first big hit of the game uh, in the second period, and that kind of got them going. Now, I could be biased or I could be misreading it. I'm definitely biased. Um, no, I, I saw that. I, I think that was a, that was a message sent. That was and, about uh, two minutes into the second yeah. period and right. Yes. Just inside the offensive blue line. 
And that was kind of the, you know, it, it was kind of a shoulder to shoulder hit back to the boards. And that was kind of the first, uh, uh, big hit, so to speak. And, and I, and, and I think that really got them going and said, Hey, you know, this is the game, the, the physical game we have to play, uh, not physical where we're trying to overpower somebody, but you have to force the issue. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the two things that I want to get to, and then we'll get into ASU a lot more on Tuesday after this game is played so we know the results. But um, 2022 is now here, so uh, I call it officially time to start our weekly pairwise watch. Uh, Denver, number two in the pairwise with 12-5-1 record. Uh, the Sun Devils, at number 26, I guess technically tied at 25 at 11-10-1. and one. Right. Um, the the uh, Colorado College Tigers, number 37 at 4-11 and 3, and the Air Force uh, Falcons, number 52 with a 5-10 and 2 mark. Uh, so we'll keep track of that. Every Sunday I'll, uh, I'll post where everybody stands after the weekend. It's kind of unfair this weekend because of Sunday games, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and then, of course, everybody wants to know the, uh, the Super 16 so um, I don't know if you want to read it today or if you want me to go down this because uh, th- there's a little um, vitriol. Is that, is that a good word for what you uh, you have for your Michigan um, your Michigan Wolverines? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I only put teams in there that decide they're going to play who's on their schedule and not pick and choose <laughs> when they decide to, to – oh, I'm sorry, safety concerns. Stick it. So you want me to read these, or do you want to read them? No, I'm not reading it. It's your job. Okay. It's not mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here we go. The Super 16 for January 2nd, 2022. The very first one of the, the uh, 2022 calendar year. Uh, Minnesota State, 18-4-0. Uh, they just keep rolling. They just keep rolling. Oh, my God. Rolling. They, they basically suffocated your Bulldogs this weekend. Oh, it was, oh my God. It, it was they really, really good. They got another really shutout from, from Dryden McKay. I mean, holy smokes. They really... I, Really uh, did. Did you see the Twitter post that came out that said, "Hey, the Time Magazine <laughs> should have Dryden McKay on it." Did you uh, see I that mean, one? <laughs> I, I didn't, but holy, so, I was funny. They uh, really did shut down your Bulldogs this weekend. It was, oh, uh, it was he, very, very impressive. That team is something else. Okay, you have Quinnipiac number two at fourteen one and three, uh, North Dakota at thirteen six and zero, oh. Saint Cloud twelve six and zero. Oh. Uh, Lowell at eleven three and three, uh, Denver twelve five and one. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you on that one. Uh, I think Denver is ahead of Lowell, but uh, that's okay. Uh, and then I think they're also gonna be ahead of St. Cloud too when they play head to head here in two weeks. Um, Western Michigan, uh, what do you got them fourteen five and zero? Oh. Uh, Minnesota Duluth at eleven eight and one. UMass at nine four and two. For some reason, you keep putting the Gophers in there. At, uh, Ten eight. No, I, I don't want to. <laughs> that's eight losses already. That's yeah, eight losses. Back and look who they, They're only two games over five hundred. I I know, but it just if you go back and and look at who they've lost to, and I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I'll be I get more it. More than happy to drop them out of there. I don't care. Uh, um, and Northeastern thirteen four and one, uh, Ohio State twelve six and zero, oh. Providence twelve seven and one. Boston College, uh, 10, 5, and 1. Omaha, 14, 6, and 0. And Cornell, who you struggled with in and out. There were so many scribble marks on this page, people, that you wouldn't believe it. Uh, they're 9, 2, and 1. And Paul told me, I don't know if I want to put one out today, a Super 16, because that one might drop them out if they lose again to Arizona State. Um, so they're in at 9, 2, and 1. Everybody's going, like, where's Michigan? Where's Michigan, Paul? Who's saying it? Because. <laughs> Once again, where's Michigan? I know where they were not. Okay. And where they were not was playing Western Michigan the day after they played Michigan <laughs> Tech to a scoreless tie. <laughs> that that one still gets me. I mean, how can you play the day before but have health and safety protocols the day after? And how could you announce it? Before you played the first one. Yeah, yeah. we're going to play Michigan Tech, but then the day after, we're pretty sure we're going to have safety protocols to deal with and we're not going to be able to play. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an embarrassment, really, to NCAA hockey. And somebody should have done something, whether it be 
the Big Ten or NCAA or somebody should have stepped up and said, you know, listen, that's not the way, that's not how this works. We're talking about, you know, you hear it, right? Fair play all the time, fair play and sportsmanship. Um, It's announced at every game, uh, and yet this is allowed to go on. Um, It's frustrating. It really is. And, And it's kind of a slap in the face, isn't it, Paul? Oh, there's no question about that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And like I said, the fact that that uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what can be done. Yeah, I'm guessing nothing because probably if, nothing. If there but, was something, somebody would have done it. But um, thank God, who knows? And I believe you mentioned this to me uh, off air, and you said um, it's karma, and sometimes karma comes around to bite you. And don't be surprised if Western and Michigan, Western Michigan and Michigan, end up facing each other uh, or have to go through each other to get to a national title. Oops. Yeah, that because that could happen. That, that could, could happen. happen. I, I will. I will say this. I will say that it would not be the first time that the NCAA. Uh, yeah. has done something along those lines in terms of, oh, we don't know how it happened. It just happened. So. And we know how it happens as far as the regionals, right? I mean, if Denver's a number one seed, uh, they're going to host their own regional in Loveland this uh, this March. Uh, yep. So we know how that goes, and uh, we neither, neither one of us would be surprised. So those are the two things to watch for the Super 16 every Sunday and now the pairwise watch for our four teams soon to be expanded. Cause I, I really like this college yeah. hockey West live or college hockey right. West coast live. That sounds uh, better, we'll, but... we'll, we'll come up with something, but uh, before next year, but man, I, I I'm enthusiastic uh, about these Alaska schools. If they can yeah. be that pumped up to, uh, to continue to battle and, and keep their programs, I think they deserve the coverage. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't mean we're going to be spending time in Alaska, but it means that we'll put a highlight on them. At, and, least, not, uh, whenever... at least not in the middle of the season. I mean, you might be able to get me to go up there in June, July, even May or or April, but I am not going up there in January and February. Oh, well, I'm telling you. Up, I don't want to be on Long Island in January and February. <laughs> I didn't want to be between Denver and Albuquerque last night in January. But um, anyway, uh, that's a whole other story, folks. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, two things we do know. Arizona State's going up there this February, later February. And uh, in uh, Anchorage, the um, UNLV Rebels are going up there. I think it's October 14th and 15th to start next season as an exhibition series. And man, oh man, that would be great to see those two cities um, and to see two teams from from the Southwest get up there and play hockey. And and then, uh, you know, Anchorage is coming down here. They're going to play Arizona State. Then they're going to go from here to, to UNLV, UNLV in Vegas, and they're going to play Vegas and also Liberty. So they're going to play two exhibitions up there after they play ASU down here. Well, yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to those. Um uh, it'll be a very interesting uh, measuring stick for all sides involved. Um, and how uh, Kirk Handy knows it. That's why he's coming out here to play UNLV and take advantage of that opportunity to play Alaska Anchorage as well. Well, what what, what do we know that we? Well, this is in the middle of October, right? Uh, middle of October is when UNLV goes to Alaska, and then November, the first part oh, of November. Uh, yeah, good job, yeah. Kirk. You the man, brother. <laughs> yeah, go go hit. Leave Virginia in November and go hit Vegas in November. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, he will. December might have been better, but you know, who, <laughs> beggars can't be choosy, right? I think this is the way it plays out. I think uh, they play Anchorage plays Arizona State. Um, whatever weekend that is in November uh, here. And then they travel up on Sunday to Vegas, take the day off. And then it's either a Monday, Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, they play UNLV and uh, Liberty. And then Liberty stays in Vegas to take on UNLV in a regular ACHA series uh, that weekend. So that's, uh, that's going to be interesting because now we're seeing cross pollination between NCAA and ACHA in our area. And I think that's a lot of fun. Well, it is a lot of fun, and um, it'll, you know, it's going to be the next two or three years 
uh, are going to be very interesting in college hockey in terms of uh, the whole situation. Uh, you know, if, if the places we expect to have teams get teams, and we know one is, is, is pretty much going to happen. Uh, Augustana. Right. And secondly, um, it's going to be Lindenwood. And wait till mid-March for that announcement. Um, you, know, <laughs> you just uh, mumbled under your breath right on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I've done that before. Um, you know, it's it. there's going to be a lot of changes. I, I don't see how that's not possible. It's going to have to change. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. And, and we're okay. talking the next four to five years probably. At most. Yeah, because some of these teams are coming in in two years. Right. Um, and, you know, certain things have changed. And, um, like, for example, you know, there are people that go from one place to the other that have ideas. And <laughs> Oh, you just sidestepped everything so well. Oh, man. And, I bet you're a heck of a dancer. You just sidestepped Well, actually, things. I am, but we're not going to get into that. This is not the... <laughs> Um, you know, between UNLV and and Lindenwood. Well, I was gonna go. I mean, you know, you want to start talking about San Diego a, State? Who? San what? Diego State. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, I mean, we had you had their coach on on the Wednesday show, and, and working on the Oregon coach for this week. And you know, we're, we we know that because they told us certain things and. And don't think they're moving up to because they'll be satisfied with staying at ACHA Division One. So, um, at least not based on the way I read what the guy said. So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, they've they've got a lot of followers on Instagram. They got a lot of noise stirred up. A lot of people are excited about them going to ACHA D One, which they will do next year. Uh, I will be doing a. Th- and- I will be doing a feature with them, Paul, uh, when they come to Denver in two weeks. So nice. that'll be even more fun uh, over the Martin Luther King holiday. There's a big tournament up there, and they'll have a chance to play uh, some teams at the D2 level, and we'll see if, uh, what they're like. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to, Paul, is I would love to see UNLV versus Lindenwood in the ACHA National Tournament championship game sorry U of A and Chad uh, I'm not counting anything out against you guys I I love you guys and you know it uh let's see the bracket before you do that yeah but wouldn't that be cool to see those two play <laughs> play with everything that we know now is on the line for both uh well, I think that would be fantastic it would be but uh you know I don't with all due respect to uh everything else uh, I I May hate that school, but uh, I'm a fan of Chad, so I don't want to root against him. You heard I'll that, Chad. The, you want me, root, you want me to clip that for you, Chad? I'll, I'll root <laughs> against the guys he puts on the ice. but um, No, you, you can't do that either because uh, Anthony Cusinelli, their captain, a fifth-year captain, is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in hockey. So, eh, Anthony, he doesn't mean that against you either. No, it's not personal. Well, it, well no, it's not personal. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up because I've got a game to go see right in front of me at Oceanside Ice Arena. Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. And now available at our new spot at all Legion Stadium events. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference of college hockey. Boost Mobile. Bring your current phone to any location to learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey Fabulous Las Vegas Atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com pod, 
podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts, all one word, and get them at your favorite podcatcher. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the head coach from the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks, Eric Largen, uh, for joining us. And I always get that one. I, I, I don't know. I've heard Largen. I've heard Largen. I asked Chris Brown. I said, is it Largen or Largen? He said Largen. Uh, I think Coach told me himself it's Largen. But uh, Coach Largen, Largen, whoever you are, uh, we love you. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the the show tonight, and uh, be safe out there in Maine. You're there for the whole week, and then on to Minnesota, and then back home to play an alumni game, and then back on the road coming down to Arizona State to uh, take on the Sun Devils, who I'm going to see in about um, less than 30 minutes when puck drop at Oceanside Ice Arena. Uh, we'll say goodnight and ask you to tune in again tomorrow night for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and Tuesday. Paul and I will be back at you with college hockey uh, let me see. College Hockey Pacific West Live. <laughs> no, well, you gotta, well, weekly. Gotta work on It'll be the weekly. It'll be the you weekly. Gotta make it, yeah, we've got to figure this out. <laughs> we'll get it done. Good night, everybody. Good night.